Go Loud. Podcasts, radio and music to your ears. Carl was walking on O'Connell Street in Dublin. He dropped his keys. I picked them up. What year were we talking? This is 28 years ago. He went into Burger King. Burger King. I followed him in because it started raining. We start talking. As we came out, we were walking down and he said, I'm going to get a bus. And the bus, he was going to Artane. I was living in Fairview at the time. So the bus passed through Fairview to go to Artane. Perfect. We got on. And I literally then, I said, I'll call you. And I did. And I called. And then the next day I called and his mother answered. And I just went, is Carl there? Who's this? And I went, "Uh, it's Alan. He's not here. And I went, oh, just tell him Alan's called. Boom. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. Around the world. Heroes of our bygone days who fought for freedom and equality. Icons, anthems coming out, pronouns, drag queens, struggles, life and love. Around the world, around the world, in 80 gays. Around the world, around the world, in 80 gays. Welcome to Around the World in 80 Gays, a podcast hosted by me, Catherine Lynch. And me, Brian Kennedy. Now, each week we talk about gay culture, gay inspirations and gay icons. And Brian name drops every celebrity he's ever met. Uh, oh, no, I don't. Oh, yes, you bleeding do. This is Around the World in, in 80, 80 Gays. gays. So our little panto refrain in the intro was a little hat tip to our two guests this week. Double the fun in this episode, ladies and gentle gays. (laughs) Because as well as their many other talents, Alan Hughes and Carl Broderick are the panto kings of Ireland. Queens, surely, for goodness sake. (laughs) As a couple, they've been together since the 30th of September 1993, to be precise, and married for just over 10 years. And I sang at their wedding. Oh, they're almost as mad about each other as Brian is about himself. Almost. <laughs> almost, almost. Well, you know, as RuPaul says, Catherine, if you can't love yourself, who else is going to bloody love you? That's or something right, like exactly. <laughs> Carl and Alan are going to share with us the secret of their endless love affairs. I mean, affair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're not. Oh, come on, Brian. Oh, no, oh God. <laughs> yeah. The panto cliche. That's one too many, Brian. One was enough. All right. Sorry. Welcome to our <laughs> stage, Alan and Carl. Hey. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Sharing our our secrets of 28 years together? Yes. Half an hour is not long enough. I was going to say that. Jesus. How long is this podcast? Yeah, exactly. You know, my Alan God. will just say that in one word, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and good holidays. Good holidays. Now we should say, we should re- really tell the people at home listening how we all know each other in terms of you have a different connection with Alan and Carl and so do I. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your connection, Brad? Well, it really started <laughs> off by me be, you know, being on Alan's TV show. Of course, we know him as the breakfast TV presenter. And he would always say to me, my fella is the most amazing composer, songwriter, you should think about working with him sometime. That's what he used to say about you, Carl, when I first met him. He did. And so then we started to get to know each other. And then I entered the world of Eurovision, ladies and gentlemen. And then I got to know them even better. So that's how I know them. The year after me, exactly the year after That's right. What song did you enter the Eurovision with, Carl? Love will build you up. Love will take you down. Oh, I love, love that song. I mean, it was a winner in our minds. My God, already we have uh, Eurovision royalty in yeah. the room. We do. Yeah. No, we're mad fans of Eurovision. Yeah. When it comes around every year, we just get really excited You have a good party, it. though, at your and house. Yeah, we get it. We I've have been to it. the party in your house. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good fun. And I just, and that's why sometimes I get so frustrated yes. about the way 
RTE and, and the way we do yeah. it because sometimes we just... Let's just get it out of the way. The movie song in my mind was a number one record anyway, oh, regardless. So and the lovely. fact that it didn't get through to represent us is an absolute travesty, I have yeah. to say. Yeah, that was, that was... Most people remember it for the time um, Linda, Linda Martin... When Billy went for Linda... No, it is. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? In the no, RTE tell songs. Us that one. Oh, my what God. Happened? Linda Martin went for Billy. There was a song Billy called, from Aslan. Billy yeah. from Aslan. Yeah. There was a song called uh, The Movie Song, and I sent it to. Da, 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 movie. Yeah. I love that part. I, and I sent it to Ollie Murray's manager because he was the one choosing. And, um, and I actually cheekily said, like, if you don't want it for Eurovision, you know, let Ollie hear it. Yeah. And so he phoned me one night and he said, um, you know, I have 388 songs. Um, and I, I'm going to have to close it he said but I'm pretty sure I want the movie song Yeah. and he was phoning me from Australia and he said Ollie's here and Ollie heard it as well um, anyway so he like le- legitimately did everything he you know you listen to all the songs mm. as I say he 388 at that stage and then just as he went to went to perform it uh, the day before we went out to a press conference and the other mentors were kind of saying it was a fix because Owen Quigg was singing it and Owen Quigg had been in X Factor yeah. and Louis With was Louis. on the panel Louis oh. was on the panel oh and there was all this it all kicked off in the audience as they say do you think the Eurovision has lost its kind of um, personality its character its voice in a way and it's like, affection like it's an affectionate yeah. Because experience. I think it's bigger than ever. Yeah, I think yes. we you don't think it's bigger than ever. I think Ireland. Don't That's seem what I mean. To has Ireland it. lost its? I think kind the of people who aren't interested in it just aren't, and that's fine. And they yeah. shouldn't stay vocal. It's like sometimes people say to me online, "Oh, you're a vision again," and I kind I of love say it. to them, "Well, you'll show, well, I've listened to you for the whole league yeah. of football. <laughs> yeah. I only know it's a league totally. and yeah. a season because you go on about it. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't know what was going on with football. But I don't think people in Ireland realize how much of a platform it is. Look yeah. at Manskin who won last year. That's right. Yeah. Nobody knew who they were. They are now world global superstars. Yeah. Yeah. They're on American television. Wow. They've number ones in America. Yeah. They are huge in Europe. That one night last yeah. year has propelled them to Celine Dion. We never heard about I know. We like should, Brian we Kennedy. We should Brian have some Kennedy. that one going down on one knee. Yes, but if Brian <laughs> hadn't have gone for it because he was afraid yeah. of see people are afraid of the negative. There were loads of people telling me not to do it. Yeah, it yeah, ruined exactly. your career. Yeah. Well, then also I disagree with the likes of putting uh, uh, Dustin in. That was just yeah. a stupid move, yeah, you know, know. And that brings Let's the, do a Eurovision podcast special, I think. Should we do that? When we are talking about music, who what is your um, gay anthem? My a- anthem. Oh my god, my gay anthem. I think it's probably Kylie's No Disco. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Which I just love. She never released it as a single. And then also, I think I love Better the Devil You Know, which in the UK in the club GAY was always played at midnight, mm-hmm. and it was the last song they ever played before GAY closed down. Now, would we find gold pants in your wardrobe? Just oh wondering. yeah, a couple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Silver, bronze. I think there is a gold pair, isn't there? <laughs> Mine would be, I think, There's Mark Almond sausages. and Tainted Love. Oh, what a brilliant choice. That is a great that choice. That reminds me of childhood. and in, in Yeah, but that reminds me of it. like Tainted Love. Oh, I love yeah. that record. I just love that and it just brings me back to being young and just yeah. carefree in yeah. a nightclub yeah. and dancing to that. Absolutely. And it just always and just brings me back. You know, you kind of knew he wasn't straight 
Oh, you totally, knew, like you yeah. knew it, but it, he didn't even have to tell us. No. It was just the talent was speaking yeah. the loudest. Yeah. That never occurred to me. Like I think back now, and I kind of think, did people know that like the Pet Shop Boys were gay? Yeah. Morrissey yeah. was gay. Yeah, um, I don't think so. They didn't wear Bronsky it on their sleeve. Were gay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think Bronsky. I think B. you might have known about Bronsky. Oh, no, but don't they have? Yeah. They had a song called like Old Old Town Love or something, where it's yeah. a boy on a on train, train gets yeah. out alone and it's on so the platform. You were that small time boy. Small time boy. Yeah. That kind of better uh, gay boy getting out of the completely. Town. I just didn't get any and of that. That was the day when records spoke to you like that. Yeah, like it was like they were speaking to you directly, mm. secretly. Mm. You know, like nobody else was listening, kind of thing. Oh yeah, I definitely. mean, that, I think that's what was so special about. And that I suppose record. that's how gay people virtual signalled yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Is that's how you could actually, you know, swap music with each other. Yeah, that was and our if you language. liked Kylie, it was a gr- real giveaway. <laughs> oh, you know, the funniest <laughs> thing is, like, I always find it interesting how gay people sort of stereotypically. Like something, yeah, and it's it's really not that we all got together and went. You're going to like Judy Garland, right? Yeah, we do without knowing it. And like I remember, like as a four or five year old, being obsessed with Judy Garland. Why do you? Why think? is that? I, I don't know. But I, you know what I heard recently? Gays are obsessed with the Titanic, and yeah. I was too. And I kind of go, I thought I was different. Yeah. And I asked somebody recently, and they said, I th- we tried to pick it apart. And you love going down. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring just, it. Sorry, yeah, you're just, just no, but you know what? Let's we, move on. You like that sinking we feeling. decided what it was <laughs> was the beauty and the drama of yeah. it, and that seemed to be and the, and the, and the. I think it's a fairy tale as well, isn't it? I think the, the whole a travesty. I never of heard this before, by the way, and I come from yes. where the Titanic was made. Yeah. Oh, we back it's to that past Do you know that he was grew up in the false road? I'll get it in there somewhere. Don't you worry. Absolutely, yeah. Wow, I never heard that before. So the drama of it all and the beauty of it all just seems to appeal. It's yeah. kind of like us. the underdog as well. And yes. the Titanic was a big <laughs> yeah. underdog. Well, mm, it's still <laughs> under. It is, yeah. it is. It is the kind of underdog as well that we love the kind of tragedy within us. Uh, yeah. Here's me saying I'm an honorary gay. When yeah. I'm like a bit of melodrama. We love yeah. the melodrama. Yeah. Of course you're an <laughs> <gay>. <laughs> totally. Was it always as easy as this, Carl? What was your coming out story? Oh my God, no. I mean, I watched a film the other day called The Power of the Dog. Yeah. And there's one scene, it's kind of a gay undertones, and there's one scene where the kind of young guy, who's quite, you know, effeminate and gay, and he's just walking by a load of guys, and he walks about, say, 50 50 feet or whatever, and he just keeps walking while they're all sitting around and all staring at him all doing their own thing, you know, but they all pass comments, whistle at them and stuff. And I just remembered that. And Mm. it was like, you were just... You, you just weren't able to be part of the club. You, you just intrinsically, you just weren't part of the club. You can't hide yourself, can you? And very difficult. What did it anyway. make you feel? How did it make well, you feel? Well, I remember, I remember a guy starting in my school and he didn't know anybody and it was in like third year, I think. And I didn't have a lot of friends because I was gay. And, you know, and I remember this guy obviously didn't know too much about who was popular yet and who wasn't. Mm. Who was this. So he was a really, he was a good guy and we got on. And then I remember about, it only took a couple of days and I was cycling up the the driveway to school and I was on my bike and I got he was walking and I slowed down and I'll never forget because I thought it was A. embarrassing B. heartbreaking and three cringing for him but he actually said don't stop I have a rep to protect oh 
My so God. he thought that stopping talking to you. He, 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 he wanted me to keep going. Oh, and okay. I, yeah. I remember. So I can imagine you. The, go, the cycling off felt, those three things. I felt embarrassed. I felt sad. And I also felt cringy for him saying such yeah. a thing. Yeah. So I actually had the three things in my head. But I remember I didn't argue it with him. I did, like I didn't go, what the Luminelli you talking about? Yeah. I literally just faced forward and I can remember. Yeah. Like, but it obviously made you feel really really embarrassed. You know. it, was, it was so embarrassing. Yeah. And but, cruel. Yeah. It's a cruel thing to do. Yeah. And then across the road from where I lived, like there was a group of lads that always hang out. So if I wanted to go to the shop, I literally had to build myself up because when you left the house, you had yeah. to walk past them. And like that movie, they'd all say something and I need to walk back from the shop yeah. by them. Mm. Yeah. And and also as well, I'd be out playing on the road with like, you know, your girls. Yeah, I'm Barbies. <laughs> Skipping so and mean. Piggy, I loved. And you'd see these guys coming. Not your barbecue, your Barbie. <laughs> no, your Barbies, yeah. But you'd see these guys coming from down the road and I remember I used to make excuses to go in and go to the toilet and I'd go in and I'd sit in the bathroom. I wouldn't, I'd sit on the edge of the bath and I was just waiting for those guys to pass by yeah. and I, to go back out. And I remember none of my friends ever said anything and I just, to this day, I don't know whether they noticed that I would do that but I would feel embarrassed I'd yeah. go into the bathroom and sit and children are mean th- aren't they children can just be generally mean speaking kids because, are mean anyway yeah, they're mean. Generally, they don't really yeah. but I do they don't. know what they're saying and I'm sure then later yeah. on in life they, they regret when did you know back. Alan when you were a young I, I've always known I think I was gay but my my story is that I would just be in school the joker you know yeah. and yeah. The, sorry, that was yeah. your like, armour go, go on the mitch with the lads oh, yeah. and do all that mm-hmm. and was was part of that gang yes. like, that's a clever by, thing to yeah, do but yeah. by, by being the joker missing school going on the mitch and sort of like that so I sort of integrated into that and then I suppose like like people think Ireland now is such a progressive country but I mean there was always a time in this country where there was homophobia and there still is now. Yeah. But we always had our own little club mm. that I always found. We, yeah, we always family. had our, our, our own family mm. that you could go to a bar and you could go to places. Right. And sometimes I think they were nearly better times because it was smaller. You yeah. knew more people where you go out. Now you don't really know that many people because it's so... It's it's wonderful to see and and obviously you want that for everybody and to be so proud to yeah. be able to say I'm gay and I always say to people I said and I say to parents and I say to families like if you think your son or your daughter is gay ask them ask don't be them. waiting for them to be asking you well Brian loves the whole uh, philosophy of not coming out letting people in so yeah. people should let people in yeah. now yeah. Lovely. You know, yeah. and it's a lovely idea isn't it lovely. Yeah. now but you should choose like who to let in if you're yeah. down the country and you're still maybe in a small town or a village and you'd known yeah. coming from a, a smaller town I mean you just maybe can't come out and you want to tell people yeah. mm. but if people just turn around and say look at are you gay? Yeah. And then they just go, yeah. Yeah, I go, am. Okay, yeah. brilliant. Oh, let, let me tell, right. you, let me you, tell you this story. Yeah. We're so proud of this. Uh, a friend mm. of ours, um, mentioned no names, um, he was coming to our panto uh, about two years ago and he said, can I bring a date? And we says, yeah, you're seeing somebody. And he went, oh, I went for a coffee with this guy about six months ago and it didn't really work out. So I'm going to ask him to come to the panto. It's something different. So anyway, brought to the guy to the panto the guy loved it and I think 
how that guy reacted was going to be so telling. If the guy was like, oh, can we get out of here? But, but, and they literally, I think, fell in love at that at night. The panto. <laughs> right. Now, I only found out months later that both of those people aren't, weren't out. And in their in local their, vi- in their lives, villages. In their families. Yeah, oh, wow. Now, that was one Christmas. And then throughout the year, they gradually told their families. Uh, we met their families. Yeah. And then the following panto, or the following year by Panther came around, they spent Christmas Day with one of their family and Stevens's Day with the oh, other family. How wonderful. How absolutely and normal that became. And just normal, yeah. 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 Two, like really good jobs, high profile, yeah. just really just respectable guys who yeah. just yeah. Were, were afraid to come out to their families. Mm. But now they've done it with our help. Oh, and, and yes. Was, yeah, and <laughs> don't, Panto don't saves the other lives. Because it's too obvious. Oh, oh, Panto saves lives. lives. <laughs> It does. Like Panto, well, Panto is a great leveller, isn't it? It just, yeah. like, it's such a bohemian um, experience. Mm. You have everything in class and creed goes to a, uh, a But Panto. what I want to know is how did you two meet each yeah. other? Oh God! You want the full story? Well, you know, I think I think it's, it's only half an hour. I mean, hey. I yeah, it's only half an hour. Give you the short version of it. We were both. Carl was walking on O'Connell Street in Dublin. He dropped his keys. I picked them up. What year are we talking? This is 28 years ago. 28? 30th of September, 93. This is the first married couple we've had on the podcast as well, which is wonderful. Yeah, we're 28 years together. So he dropped his keys. I picked them up. He went into Burger King. King. I followed him in because it started raining. We were sitting across from each other and I just went over and I said, flip it, I'll go over and say hello. We start talking. As we came out, we were walking down and he said, I'm going to get a bus. And the bus, he was going to Artane. I was living in Fairview at the time. So the bus passed through Fairview to go to Artane. Perfect. We got on. Those were the days. No mobiles. No mobiles. Mm. So literally it was jotting down a telephone number. A phone in the hall. (laughs) A phone in the hall. And I literally then I said, I'll call you. And I did. And I called. And then the next day I called and his mother answered. Oh, I still think to this day he could have hung off. Literally, like, you know, it was like the mother answered. And I went, will I just, will I say? And I just went, is Carl there? Who's this? And I went, "Uh, it's Alan. He's not here. And I went, oh, just tell him Alan's called. Boom, put the phone down. The panic. (laughs) Now, she hadn't have told me because she was very suspicious. And she was so suspicious that... um, I literally couldn't phone back in the house. Okay. She'd so, listen. Well, everybody's so, listening. Yeah. yeah. So I went out on my bike and tried to find a payphone and they were all either broken or they needed a card. That's our chain for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with our chain. We love our chain. We love our chain. Very and posh now. Yeah. So, so eventually I decided I'd let myself into my granny's hoping she wasn't there. So yeah. I let myself into my granny's, use my granny's phone. We arranged to meet in the yacht later that night. Mm-hmm. Just in Clontarf. Yeah. yeah. And I hung up just as I heard my granny's key in the door. And then I remember like kind of going to Alan like, bye, bye, bye. Because I remember thinking, I'm going to give my granny a heart attack when she sees a person in the house. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, I better kind of get to the door and go, easy, rather than like, rather than like Nanny, I'm here. Which heart attack, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted the guy to like make noise. So yeah. Yeah. And then she came in and I, yeah. So then that night we met. Mm. And the funny thing was like, he actually said he wasn't actually quite sure whether he'd recognise me again. Oh. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Sure. When, but then you Yeah, then in, of course. And did. then you knew. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean. And I have then, you been together since then? Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a little amazing? break. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. But like every, William and Kate, you had yeah. a little break. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Same time as William and Kate. And I think a break is actually brilliant yeah. I think it is brilliant because 
we, there was just things that we were taking for granted with each other mm. and like Alan you know does Ireland AM and he used to go to bed early and he was sort of resenting just, the fact that I didn't have to and then he was sort of resenting the fact he took it up in the morning and you're a writer yeah, so yeah, you yeah. have I'm a nocturnal a night, life he's not yeah. Yeah. Night owl. and there'd be some times where I'd be like composing in the m- middle of the night yeah. and then Alan would come down and go will you do that through earphones and Brian you now know you I can do. mix something through earphones and you hear and it, it next day and it's just it's not, the same. not right that's right and so he was in a, having a rave downstairs while you were trying to, <laughs> I was trying to sleep, <laughs> to sleep I was and give out the, half five the, give out the bloody yeah. weather and stand in a but cold I mean, garden. It, it, is a, it is a thing where I, it did work for us. Yeah. It doesn't maybe necessarily work where if people have a break, that is the end no, of well, the relationship. Well, it's, it's like for us, it worked. Philosophically, you're standing back from the painting yeah. and you're having and a look and saying, you're having oh my a look God, at it, yeah. that painting actually works for yeah. me. It's the most beautiful painting. We couldn't I've stay ever away seen. from each other. We yeah. were constantly coming. I moved around the corner. You moved yeah. to an apartment around the corner. Uh-huh, and because so we were still running the yeah. panto and, and uh, the production company, we'd still have to have You're meetings. so entwined with each other yeah, on we so many levels. We were making up excuses to see each yeah. other, basically. And we were, very, we were very, we were very respectful. We were very, there was ne- none of, there was nothing of grabbiness. No. Like, it was nothing of, of grabbiness of I want this or there was none of no, that. No, we never went through that phase of like, yeah. are we splitting this up well, now? Are we going yeah. through? Not, it was always yeah. the king of wait and see Wait and, and see. I mean how would you begin out. to even divide up your poppers collection yeah I mean it's just, <laughs> I mean that's a long time I want the American ones <laughs> yeah so do I well I suppose in the heterosexual world we all have um, relationships we can look to for kind of an example mm. in the gay world you were navigating your own relationship Where? with not that many people had you any icons to look up to like not really no. I mean not really and then it's so funny because then when we did get married and we had our our lovely big wedding and I know and VIP covered it and you sang there were so many people there the amount of people then and letters we got and just um, people that we met afterwards and mothers and fathers saying um, it was wonderful Wonderful to see see that because my child has now come out to me because they said if it's all right for them like well, look at Alan Hughes. If you see it, like, you can I've, be I've it. I've been on air. T- I've been on television for t- over twenty years, like on RTE, but on breakfast television for over twenty years, always been an openly gay man. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Like, well, visibility is everything. So isn't it? twenty yeah. years ago, to sit on a couch on Irish television in the mornings. Mm. And to be openly gay and talk about your husband, I was your, really your brave. I was really, that's trailblazing. I'm so proud of Alan. Yeah. And I actually do not understand how people who suddenly come out on Blazes of Glory get awards and get praised and stuff. Yeah. He just integrated, sat there, mammies around the country could sit with their friends who liked Alan. When I watched um, the Oscars recently, it was very pro-LGBTQ. Yeah. And there was definitely closeted people there and I remember think, saying to like Alan would you just not die and I suppose like the Philip Schofield thing like, did he not die in those interviews die. when he'd have people on I yeah. presume he did he must have yeah. Inner, God, when he's yeah. talking to people who were but you know out. Salas yeah. you know as well that you get so good at hiding who you are. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't need to... Well, I didn't, because I've always You've been all, out. Yeah. But and I I've under- been pretty much out myself, I, I more understand. Or less. I couldn't even if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I bumped into somebody in the street very recently, no names, and told him that we were doing this podcast called Around the World in 80 Gays. Now, my next natural question would have been, God, we'd love to have you on, but he's not out. Oh. Mm. Not going to be out. 
and, and you just kind of think, well, what age group? What age group? Oh well, he's kind of my age group. You know, fifties yeah. in his fifties. You know what happens really there? And you know what the problem is? <laughs> it's not about coming out. I think if you get over twenty-five or certainly thirty, you start to think. It's not about coming out. You go, yeah. oh, the lies I told. And oh, I think yeah. that's what stops yeah. people. They yeah. go, oh, that girl. It's a I very dated. bad habit. So, yeah. yes. So I think that's very hard to go. It's not almost the coming out. Yeah. It's the, oh, I've been living this I agree lie. With you. Yeah. Carl, is it true you have a book coming out this year? Oh, God, yes. Oh. Yes, it's um, it's actually gorgeous. It's it, it's Alan's sister, Dorian, who we were very close to, oh. uh, was passing away. I remember and I that. had. Um, I was kind of obsessed with Lourdes and everything. When I was a kid, all the women on the road went to Lourdes. Yes. And I was like fascinated. I always thought, in my head, I thought Lourdes was kind of a holy version of Vegas. Yeah. It was like paved with gold yeah. and shiny things. Don't knock, and knock till you try it. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it. And, uh, and knock it the same thing. But um, yeah, I just kind of thought like, um, you know, Lords was amazing and I remember telling Alan's sister and I gave her the DVD of the song of Bernadette yeah. so in the hospital they wanted her to leave and go to a hospice and she wouldn't leave and she was no I'm happy here because they won't put me out on the street which we thought was funny <laughs> and then the doctor said you have to make her move and then she says okay but I want to go and see Bernadette Oh. First, now Bernadette is actually her body's preserved, yeah. but it's not in Lourdes. It's in a place called Nevers. So we where's went that? On a road That's trip. in. It's, it's in. It's just, just outside Paris, yeah. and it's just there in this little church, and she, the body's incorrupt. And so we took Dorian on this road trip, which involved Paris and the Eiffel Tower, and her being very sick, oh. and her daughter who they were having really bad time with the daughter mm. really bad time because one of her other daughters had been hit by killed by an, a car and Aww. it was only two daughters so it, it was a lot of family stuff but the whole idea is that the gay or referendum was this was that week the marriage referendum oh yeah and there we and all the posters were being saying vote no vote no the radio people on radio saying vote no vote no mostly was paid by the Catholic Church mm-hmm. so the whole juxtaposition of we probably weren't going to be here to vote we were taking somebody to a holy Catholic shrine yeah, and we're the whole and our heads were like completely messed up because like yeah. we wow. were going to a holy Catholic mm. church shrine and yet the Catholic church were telling us they don't want but us that right? makes for a great novel that the makes whole, for the a great book the whole marriage referendum is the background yeah. to this very road trip so it's the score itself yeah. Yeah. but it's very funny because yeah. Dorian was very funny because we were sitting outside I'll tell you one little thing we were sitting outside a place outside Paris in, outside the Eiffel Tower Notre Dame Notre Dame and you know no, obviously ripping off the tourists and yeah. it's all expensive. Yeah. So um there was a lovely coffee. cafe there called Hunchbacks, right? Oh I think <laughs> Yeah. Um so so um Dorian was like, Oh, I'm not paying for that. And oh god, that's it. Because she, she wasn't paying, oh. we yeah, were paying. Yeah, yeah. But she was the type of person. She was from Tallah, she was lovely down to earth lady. And I met her at one of the panto, she's oh, a beautiful lady. But somebody come over and she goes, I'll just have a Fanta. So um <laughs> the person comes over like with a with a pint of Fanta and she goes, How much is that? And they said like eleven euro. She goes, 11 euro, what comes with that? Another one. <laughs> ah, <laughs> and I just, that was that's, the way she was. That's real Dublin wish. Oh yeah, yeah. what comes with that? Another, another one. Another one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very funny, but it's also very poignant. Yeah. And it's a road trip. It's kind of, if I imagined it as a movie, you'd have yes. Judy Dench in it. Yeah. And it will be nicely paced. Not doing a Belfast win, accent. It'll probably win Oscars. No. You know that kind of thing was that. sounds gorgeous. Really, congratulations. I hope that really works out for you as well. Thank you. But um, Alan, mm-hmm. I would love to know because you are in television for so long. What's the best advice that you can yeah. give, or, or has best, been given to you, or has been given to you? 
I think the best advice, and I know Carl has said it to me, and I think if you have to last in television, you just have to be yourself. Yeah. You can't yeah. You can't put on an act. I think that's the same of any art form. Yeah. I mean, same same yeah. as that. Same just, as a solo artist. Yeah. I mean, if you try to... Nobody else can be you. Yeah. Nobody else can be you. Just be yourself. Try and be warm. Try and be... Just be interested in people. And I'm always interested in people. Like, there's people come on the show and they're telling you harrowing stories. Yeah. And they're, you just go, God, and I mean, we've been through... And a lot of grief in our in our time. Yeah. But you just go, oh my God, I'm lucky because some people have had it so hard. But yeah. definitely just be yourself. Don't try to be. Yeah. Don't be try to be anything false because that will very quickly yeah. come true. And you ooze and that people actually. will spot that. The, the words away. I actually said to him in the beginning yeah. was be as common as you are. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am from Belly Firm. But like, yeah, but I mean, know. I think that's, you have the common touch, which isn't common, but it's it's a lovely thing to have is a common touch just, with yeah, people. Yeah, with people. And because I've been in television and have presented on different levels, I actually have watched and studied you and you do come across as completely authentically yourself. You just have to. Yeah. And I think it's the same with the panto, the, the, the Sammy Sausages character I yeah. play in panto. Yes. Is just me yeah. messing about. Yeah. It's the big you know, child within you. It's the big you. child within yeah, me, yeah. and I think that's where it's like. And also the great lines he gives you. <laughs> well, Carl writes amazing scripts. Yeah. I mean, the, what comes out of his head is amazing every year, and I just like for the amount of people who know me for Ireland AM. There's a there's a whole whole cohort of people who just know me as Sammy Sausages. Mm. Yeah, like they really funny? do. I was literally at a petrol station the day and I was beeping the horn. And I was like, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy. Oh, I love yeah. it. Like, Brian, and I love that. We couldn't have had a, a gayer podcast. We had Kylie Minogue. I know. We had Eurovision. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we had gay marriage. Absolutely. We did. But that's what it's all about. Isn't and that's it? why it's so important to come out. I think to to be counted because the more you come out and the more you be yourself, okay. the more authentic your own life mm. is. Yeah. And like it's like you being on a, on any kind of a show or yeah. doing this, yeah. and if people listening to this and go, do you know what? It's okay to be yeah. gay. It's it, great to it be gay. Better. Actually, it's great. It's fabulous to be gay. To be gay. Yeah. The fear out of it. The more you're exposed to something, yeah, the Completely. less. Completely. I, at the gay referendum or the marriage referendum, I remember thinking, if I could knock on every door and just spend three or four minutes with people, I know I'd get everybody. I knew I would. They just couldn't be scared of me. You yeah, couldn't. Exactly. I just couldn't yeah, be. Could I think you? they should come to the panto this year. How is that all working out? What, it's, do you know what? We, we've we had such, the last couple of years, yeah. as you know, with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. It's just been so, like, turbulent. But we found our new home at the National Stadium. We're after signing a five-year deal with oh, them. fabulous. We're going to be there for the foreseeable. What is it about double date? I know. It's we had a Tivoli there. Yeah. It's yeah, Tivoli the Royal, there. The, what is it the gardens we were in with the pantodome what was it the oh yeah the Royal Hospital Command yeah. was done yes. there but now we're, we're we're in the National Stadium it's a fabulous venue so we're just hoping now that Covid yeah. don't yeah. say it out yeah. too loud oh, yeah, don't Covid is it. gone and the fans oh, there'll be no it. masks the fans yeah. love the dish and, and we can we can get back to doing yes. what we do yes. best yes mm. and to I never saw houses. anything like it I've been to your panto loads of yeah. times I mean it's extraordinarily funny it's affectionate it's warm it's self-deprecating. Oh, totally. And the singing as well, Alan. <laughs> Who knew you were such a singer? Yeah, and right. Dancing. And the dancing. Have you seen hey, you me guys, dancing? I think we have to uh, wrap it up. My okay. producer is kicking me in the ankles. Yes, Esther's <laughs> kicking us in the ankles. You're too good, you see. Oh, <laughs> we'll we'll do so part two. So we'll do part two. We'll definitely yeah. come back for that. So just before you go, um, you too have a beautiful house. I've been to it. Is there anything that you would save from that house in a burning fire offhand? Both of you have a Apart chance. Apart from my records oh. and your pauper's collection. Um, um, 
God, to run back in. Well, go, run back in for him. Because he's normally fast asleep. Aww. <laughs> Aww. On that note, that's the nicest actually, answer I'm, ever. I'm speechless, actually. That's Aww. the nicest answer ever. Aww. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining myself and yeah. Brian. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. Love talking to yeah, you guys. Thank you, fellas. Deadly. The best of luck with the, the whole run. Onwards and gaywards. Gaywards. <laughs> Brian, you are funny. <laughs> Looking. <laughs> Love it. Put it in the what panto. A bitch. Oh, what a bitch. Aww. Am I a teensy bit jealous about how madly in love they are with each other? Maybe just a little. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sort of mad about you, Catherine. Well, that doesn't count really. No, well. I'm mad at you. Move sometimes. on. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. As always, make sure you follow us uh, on all your social media channels uh, for of course the latest updates and if you enjoyed our chat please rate and review wherever you listen now before we waltz off into the sunset our LGBTQ plus quote this week is from Billy Porter who said true love doesn't have a happy ending it has no ending Oh, fair play to Billy Porter it's like Porter. a panto <laughs> <laughs> see you same time next week for another trip around the world in 80 Gay, Gay.